Abiding Hope Church's podcast of our weekly sermons. For more information about our church, please visit abidinghope.org. Today's reading is from the Gospel of John, chapter 18. Then Pilate entered the headquarters again, summoned Jesus, and asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Do you ask this on your own accord, or did others tell you about me? Pilate replied, I am not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and the chief priest have handed you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not from this world. If my kingdom were from this world, my followers would be fighting to keep me from being handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not from here. Pilate asked me, so you are a king? Jesus answered, you say that I am a king. For this I was born, and for this I came into the world, to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hello and happy almost New Year to all of you. And no, I'm not confused on what day it is or just really anticipating January 1st this year. You see, in the church, our New Year turns over with Advent, right? So the first day of the church calendar is the first um, weekend of Advent, which is happening next week. And and so I've been thinking about this, this new beginning that we're going to have in the church, the way sometimes I think at the end of December about the new beginning of the year or maybe just seasons of life, right? When we start a new school year, we, we enter into this time of reevaluating what is important and what our, our goals are, what our values are. Or as my friend Rachel said to me this week, it's when we look back and see if we were a better or worse person last year and we strive to be a better one going forward. And so as we are anticipating the start of a new calendar year, I want us to hold that sense of evaluation and clarifying values as we explore our text today. You see, our text today is in the last few days of Jesus' life, and we have this very short conversation between Pontius Pilate and Jesus. And and we see that Pontius Pilate is interrogating Jesus, but almost in a in a playful way, in an exploratory way. You see, Jesus has been arrested, but he hasn't been arrested on any formal charge. Right before what we read today are um, the high priests debating, you know, with Jesus on what he did. And, and they're saying, well, you, you have been unfaithful. And Jesus simply says, I spoke the truth. And so the high priests take Jesus to Pontius Pilate and Pilate is, is a governmental authority. So he's trying to figure out what the actual charge is against Jesus. So his question, are you the king of the Jews, is meant to trip Jesus up. He's trying to get Jesus to say, yes, I am a king, because anyone declaring themselves king other than Caesar was an actual offense that Pilate could have then tried. But Pilate's not quite sure why Jesus is in front of him. At the end of the day, Jesus is in front of him because he spoke truth to power, because he spoke the truth of God, the truth that love wins. He spoke the truth that everyone is important to the power structures of the world. And the power structures of the world were not huge fans of that. 
But, but Jesus doesn't get pulled into this debate. We find a very, a very consistent Jesus in our text today. We find Jesus consistently saying truth, right? Jesus responds, well, you say that I am. He's not getting sucked in. And then when he talks about his kingdom, Jesus says that God's kingdom is not of this world. And so when, when Pontius responds, um, when Pontius Pilate responds, so you are a king, he, he simply speaks truth, that Jesus came to show a better way that that might be considered a king in our world, that Jesus, Jesus came to show a better way, to lead people into the way of God, into the kingdom of God. I think one of the things I've noticed about our world lately is there seems to be a lot of debate going on. There seems to be a lot of maybe emotional conversation happening between people. People are, are shooting back to these answers, not in a steady way, trusting that God's truth will be revealed, but, but out of emotion, out of passion, out of anger, right? And, and people have done studies on this and found that facts and figures and, and emotional debates and hot, hot arguments are not what change people's minds, but, but relationships and experiences are what change people's minds. I think that makes what Jesus is saying to Pilate all the more impressive to me today, that he's not getting sucked into mere intellectual debate, but that he is steadfast that God's kingdom is coming, is here, and that God's truth will be revealed in time. And Jesus has been helping people experience the kingdom of God, right? Jesus has been healing people. Jesus has been hanging out with, with the outcast. Jesus has been trying to reorder society. And that is what so, is so convincing about Jesus' life. Not, not debates that he got into, but the way he helped people experience real life, the way he sat with widows and healed lepers, right? And those experiences, people were excited to go and share about. And those experiences through the relationships of the people healed spread this message of the gospel more than any debate ever could. It's, it's the gospel being more so about being right with one another, being right with God than being right. And it's not that Jesus never says truth, right? It's not that he doesn't use his words. He uses his words a lot, but he, he uses his words to show the truth of God. He trusts that the truth will be revealed in time. So, so Jesus says to Pilate, my kingdom is not of this world. He doesn't say, note, my kingdom is not in this world, but he says, my kingdom is not of this world, right? So, so the stuff of this world and the stuff of God's kingdom are different. This is a very broad statement, right? This is an economic statement, which is to say the way that we handle money in our world, the, the scarcity that we so often fall into believing exists in the world is not the stuff of the kingdom of God. God's kingdom is of abundance. God's kingdom is a place where you trust that there will be enough tomorrow. And so you make sure everyone has what they need today. Those are not worldly economics. Those are divine economics. And God's kingdom is, is a place of community, right? It is a place where everybody's view matters. And so it's, it's not our world where, where taking care of yourself is often seen as our first responsibility. And it's not our world where only one person can succeed. God's kingdom is a place where we all succeed by being together, 
where, where God shows up because we are right with one another. And Jesus spoke the truth of God to the powers at the time, right? Power in God's kingdom is found in vulnerability. It's found in the infant that we are anticipating with the new year. It's not found in, in weapons or in money or in governments or in all the things that are powerful in our world. Because in our world, often power structures are pyramid-like, right? One or two people at the top and then it flows down. In God's kingdom, in God's view of the world, power is found when we're vulnerable with each other. And when we hang out with the most vulnerable, right? So Jesus says, my kingdom is not of this world. He's speaking truth and trusting that God will reveal over time what that truth is to Pilate. He's not debating him. He's telling him that there is a better way. And if that sends him to the cross, well, then that leads to resurrection. He's refusing to engage in intellectual debate because he trusts that God's experience, that relationships with each other will reveal truth to power. And that got me thinking about things, about truths that have been revealed to us in the past year or so. I think about how when we had to socially distance, which we're still doing to some extent, when we had to be physically separate, separate from one another, we all came to a deeper understanding that it is not good for humans to be alone, right? I, I think we maybe knew that on some level, but the number of individuals who have said we have recognized the pain of loneliness, the number of communities who have recognized the pain of loneliness has increased incredibly, right? This truth that was revealed in our creation account, when God created one human, God said that it was not good for humans to be alone. This truth that is as old as time has been revealed to us again in time. I think about how hard it was at one point to get toilet paper because some people got afraid they wouldn't have enough toilet paper and so they started hoarding this resource and how that made it more difficult for those who weren't hoarding, right? I think about the truth that has been revealed that when one takes more than one need, one needs, it affects others. I think about how we handle people of different genders nowadays, right? How, how it is no longer laughable that a woman would be in a workplace and how, how so many men are, are learning and come to be expected to be a part of their children's lives, right? I think about how those roles have shifted to reflect more so the gifts and abilities of an individual than, than a expectation of a gender, right? A truth that has been revealed over time that all of God's children are created with wonderful gifts and that they have something to offer to the world. And so as we start this new church year, I wonder if the question isn't, have I been a good person and will I be a good person? But I wonder if the question is, what truths about Christ have I revealed to the world? What truths have I shown in my love? What truths have I declared? What, what truths have I stood up for? And what truths will I reveal this year? Amen.